Hello, this is Nicole, and welcome to another episode of a love letter to black women. Back with another uh, topic here today, I wanted to get into discussing success and rather redefining success. Um, I've got a lot of things that are changing in my life, uh, both personally and professionally. And it's just made me think about this, this idea of success, what that means. All of my life, I think along with many of my peers and just in general, success was always sort of defined in this very rigid way. Um, it, it basically centered around what you could attain materially. Um, it was more so about looking a certain way, acting a certain way, living a certain way. Um, and I've realized more recently that I can actually define success for myself, that I don't have to give in to societal expectations, expectations from my peers. I don't have to compare myself to other people. I don't have to live up to other people's standards. The only standards that matter are my own. And so um, in thinking about that, I've kind of wanted to just dive into what success means for me. So a little bit of a background. Um, I'm currently uh, working in a corporate job like so many other people. Um, I've been in this field for about the last decade. Um, basically, I, I work in finance and I've done it for the past decade. And then I've been in my current role with the current company that I'm with for the last five years. I started off um, on this this new job um, feeling a lot of promise and a lot of potential. Um, and it was certainly, you know, I was given the impression basically that there were, you know, going to be um, opportunities that were going to be available to me and that I would be able to advance in my career. Probably about... Three years into my role, I decided that I was ready to advance. Um, there was someone on the team that was leaving for another opportunity, and she was in a uh, leadership role. And so I that was pretty much the next step up for me was to be um, in a leadership role. So I, in, I applied and I interviewed. I did really well on the interview. Um, I gave a really great presentation um, around how I would help to train and develop, you know, the team and, you know, stepping up, um, you know, the ways in which we kind of work together and collaborate together. I, I put together a presentation for my interview to to kind of discuss how I would implement certain changes in terms of being able to, you know, take take the the uh, team into 
a new direction in terms of how we approach our day-to-day um, operations. And so I, I did, I felt like I did really well. I got good feedback, but ultimately the, the job went to someone else and it, it turns out that it was basically, um, they already knew who was going to get the job. The, the hiring uh, management team already knew who they were going to bring on. They had to just go through the formal process of allowing others to apply because that's what you're supposed to do. That is, you know, the politically correct way to um, manage new roles or openings. And so they did that, but they had already decided that they wanted a specific person. That person had a previous working relationship with one of the hiring managers, um, on another job. And so that she, you know, basically she had a leg up. I, and there was nothing that I could do about that. And I was disappointed. I was upset for a while. And then eventually I got over it. I decided that, you know, it's not so bad doing the work that I'm doing. Um, I'll just keep doing it and getting better at it. And eventually um, something will change. Well, then probably not quite six months later, I was approached by my management team. um, And they were basically discussing that they were going to create a leadership role and that I would be the person that would get this role because of my experience and all of these great things. And so they talked this up to me quite a bit and got me all excited about it. Um, My lead actually was going on um, leave. And so um, that would be the opportunity for me to step into this new leadership role. Um, So I would be essentially covering for her, but then also being promoted. That was the plan. And I had talked to different people about it and all of these different people were saying, yeah, we're working on that and it's going to happen. We're just waiting for, you know, upper, upper management to finalize everything and to, to go ahead and, and green light it. Well, I begin actually covering for my lead when she goes on her leave and nothing happens. Um, just nothing happens. I don't get promoted. Nothing happens. Eventually my lead comes back. I actually end up going on leave. Um, This is when I was going on maternity leave to, you know, have my baby. So um, I ended up going on leave and part of me kind of feels like that's, that might be why um, I didn't get promoted was because they felt like, well, she's going on maternity leave. So, you know, I don't know, but ultimately I did not get the promotion. And so, um, that was that. Um, I was on leave for a while. I did come back earlier this year. And um, essentially, I have been sort of kind of working a hybrid role um, since returning. I've kind of been doing some backfilling for people who have left the team. But then I've also taken on uh, leadership tasks and responsibilities, reporting, coaching, mentoring, training, development, things like that. And it's been okay. But, you know, without a formal promotion, without a change in title, um, it doesn't feel official. And I've been really beating myself up about this. I've been really struggling with how do I feel good about the work that I'm doing when I'm not getting the rewards that are supposed to come with all this 
you know, additional responsibility, all this extra work, you know, when other people are stepping into these, you know, new responsibilities, they're not just, you know, being given a pat on the back. They're actually being taken seriously and being given formal promotions and formal title changes. And I'm just sitting here doing the work while also, um, staying in the same at the same pay grade and at the same title and no one can offer me anything other than we wish we could do more you're doing a great job you're an asset we value you um but our hands are tied all right so fast forward to the last month we um basically had a meeting with the team and our management basically told us we we have like two um managers um like a a manager and then like a senior management person and these two people come to us and they tell us hey we're leaving essentially I mean it it didn't happen exactly like that but that's basically what happened they both were like hey we're leaving we've decided that we've had enough and we're done and we're leaving So that happens and the people above them are panicking, scrambling, trying to figure out how to keep everything afloat. And so essentially they approach me, good old faithful, and they propose that I step into um, this uh, management role um, and that you know, it's pretty much guaranteed that I'm going to get it. We really need you. You're the most senior person. You're the most experienced person. And, you know, yes, please, you know, take this role. So here we are more than a year, actually more than two years um, after I initially, uh, you know, decided that I was ready to take on a leadership role. And I'm being approached with it and I'm being given an opportunity to be a lead, but not in the way that I would like to be, you know, and and isn't this typical? Isn't this the way that shit always goes? You want something so badly. And then when you finally get it, you're kind of just like, eh, eh. So here we are today. I've basically, um, I have decided to move forward with taking the role, but, um, honestly, you know, it's, it's very half-hearted and it's just because I'm being promoted based on the need of the business and not based on merit, based on what I've done, what I've given. I mean, partially that sure, because if, if I didn't have the experience, they wouldn't have come to me, but it's more so and it's primarily out of desperation they need someone that can step into this and make this happen now like yesterday actually and so here we are and um, right now I am working with HR to finalize everything to be you know given a formal offer and to move forward but honestly like to be really real I'm I'm looking for other opportunities and and that's just because you know I've been doing the role for the last couple weeks now it's stressful like the amount of work that has to get done um every day the it's just really chaotic 
And I don't like it. I don't like working like that. I don't like feeling like everything that I do um, is, you know, urgent and needs to be done yesterday. Like that, that constant feeling of like you're behind all the time. And, and that's just the nature of the job. Like it's, it's nothing that I'm doing, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there are ways that I can probably alleviate some of that stress, but there's only so much that I can do. It's, it's kind of the nature of the job where you constantly feel like you are, you know, kind of drowning a little bit and just trying to keep your head above the water. Um, and so here I am. And this is what brings me to this, this, this topic today is just, you know, how are we defining success? Because a lot of what we've been told, you know, is success, you know, really makes a lot of us unhappy. I'm certainly unhappy. You know, here I am being able to move up, you know, in this corporate field, this corporate job and make more money, get that title change and and really just start making moves in that way. And I'm miserable because the work itself is very unfulfilling. One, not that, not that my job needs to be like my purpose and my passion, but I mean, I don't want to dread it. I don't want to hate it. Um, and then it's just, I'm overworked, you know, the job that I'm doing is really a job that could be split between at least a couple people, if not three people, three people could probably spend, spend a whole day doing the work that I do, um, on my own with the assistance of, you know, my senior, uh, manager, but it's, it's just too much. It's too much. And I hate saying that. I mean, there's a part of me that feels like, am I just not good at this? Am I a failure? Um, Am I not smart enough? Every week we have an operations meeting where we present, you know, our, you know, performance essentially to this, you know, really high level group of people whose, you know, main objective is to find out like what's going on with the money, you know, and so we have to present numbers and we have to speak to, you know, what we're doing to to make sure that we we hit all of these targets. And it is nerve wracking. I go into this meeting every week. And I'm afraid that I'm not going to give them the information that they want, even when I've you know, taking the time to map out everything that I want to say. I've done my research. I've done my reporting. I've, you know, identified areas where maybe we haven't met the goal, but we have a plan in place to get to that goal. I have all of these these talking points. And yet when I go into the meeting, I, I fumble over my words. I, I talk as if I don't know what's going on and if I'm as if I'm afraid and I'm scared and I'm nervous. And so I don't come off as polished as I would like to. And I just hate it, you know, and I know that it's it's not because I'm bad at this. It's because this just might not be for me. Right. So this might not be my success. So what is success to me? Um, I have been mulling over this and really trying to figure out what does success mean to me? And number one, it means that the work that I do doesn't make me feel this level of stress and anxiety, right? Like that I don't wake up in the morning like, oh gosh, I have to log into this, you know, because I'm working from home. So I'm logging into the system to start my day. I I don't want to feel dread every time I have to do that. I also don't want to just spend the entire day just working where 
I barely take breaks or a lunch because there's so much work coming at me that I want to stay on top of that I just don't even allow myself time away from my desk um, because I, it's just too much. And I'm afraid that if I don't do something and I drop the ball that the whole world is going to come crashing down. So I, I, I think that part of what would make me feel successful is if I was doing work that didn't make me feel so overwhelmed every day also think that success is a job where I am paid well now paid well means what right we can talk about specific numbers but I think that ultimately what I'm looking for is I'm looking for work that allows me to pay all of my bills to save for a retirement in a retirement at a decent age. Like I'm not trying to be working until I'm 85, right? So to save for a decent retirement, to manage healthcare costs, if any arise or if I need anything, if anybody in my family needs anything, to save money for whatever, you know, emergencies, to save money for personal reasons, trips, uh, you know, things that I want to buy. Um, I want to have enough money to where I can take care of all of my needs and then also have enough money to still do the things that I enjoy doing. Um, That's success to me. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, making $200,000 a year. You know, I mean, millions of dollars, you know, a year, you know, like I know that that these are things that, that some of us fantasize about and want or desire, but... I don't personally have to have those things in order to feel like I'm successful. Um, You know, and all of these things are contingent on, you know, where you live, what kind of, you know, lifestyle you're, you're trying to attain and all of that. But, you know, a lot of times I think that we get caught up in what we perceive is successful um, based on really kind of unrealistic expectations, because we're looking at people who are not, the average person we're looking at people who are exceptions right you know really wealthy people are not really the people that we should be looking at necessarily because most of us are not going to (laughs) we're not going to get to those particular levels of of you know financial independence in this life unfortunately or however you want to look at it and that's just the nature of capitalism but um, everybody can't be rich, right? Because then what is rich, right? If everybody got the same stuff, then it ain't, then it's not, you know, right? So in order for there to be wealthy people, there have to be people who have a lot less. Um, so in understanding that, I know that I don't need millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars or even hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars but certainly I need enough money to make the things happen in my life that I need to happen. I need to be comfortable. I need my daughter to be well taken care of. I need anything that arises to be taken care of, right? So that's that. Also want work that allows me to have space in between it and my personal life. Work now just feels like, and I think that that's one of the reasons why so many people are defined by the work that they do is because it bleeds so much into your personal life and therefore becomes part of your identity or your full identity. I need there to be space between me and my the work that I do. And I and I'm going to say that because 
while I do believe that everyone has a purpose, I don't think that your purpose is necessarily how you make your money. And purpose can be anything. It doesn't have to mean some, you know, earth shattering thing. You know, your purpose could be to be a great mother, a great auntie or, you know, to to, you know, be a great mentor or whatever, a great writer, whatever. But it doesn't necessarily have to mean this is the work that I do in order to, you know, maintain my life, my lifestyle. You know, your 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 purpose can be outside of how you make your money is what I'm getting at, right? And so in order for me to work on things that I'm passionate about, such as this podcast, you know, I need to have space between my work life and the things that I really desire to do with my time outside of work. But when work is so overburdening that I'm exhausted by the end of the day or by the end of the week and I have nothing else to give, I've just got just enough to get through the day so that I can take care of my child and a few things around the house and then I'm spent. I have nothing else. Like I I need a job that doesn't do that. Success also for me really comes down to relationships. How are my relationships? So we're going to start at the top. What is my relationship like with myself? And then I can kind of go into what that means for me, right? And I might need to employ a therapist to work through some stuff, okay? Um, But the relationship I have with myself is going to determine the relationships that I have with everyone else in my life. So I start there and then I work my way into my relationship with my partner, with my child, my family, extended family, friends, my community and things like that. And that is a part of my success because that is what keeps a life going, right? Our relationships um, help to sustain us in a multitude of ways. And, and they're very important to your overall well-being, And I want to make sure that I have the energy and the time to focus and to pour into not just myself, but into my relationships with other people. And if I'm working a job that just overtaxes me, I have nothing to give myself. I have nothing to give the people that that matter. And so that's that's also part of how I define success, that I have time to maintain my relationships, that I have time to seek out you know, people, you know, my tribe, essentially, the people that that understand me that I understand them and that we have time together to give back to one another to share to be in service to one another, um, and to grow together. And you need the time to do that. It's very important. That's also part of my success. And so, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of this stuff. I'm thinking about how all of this kind of comes together to create what I would deem as a successful life. And I'm working towards trying to make some of this happen. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just as stuck as anybody else because I bought into this idea as well that, you know, if you pursue certain things in a certain way, if you you know, whatever it is, go to school or don't, whatever. If you get a job, you work your way up, you work really hard, you're going to be successful. And 
ultimately that's not always true. You can be the best. You know, here I am out of everyone that I started with on this job, I'm the only one who has never been promoted and also happened to be a black woman. I think it's easy to overlook the efforts of black women because it's very easy to diminish our efforts. It's very easy to um, consider us to be people that you don't want to even work with in the first place, right? And so it doesn't matter how good we are. If you don't like me, then what whatever value I might bring, it doesn't it's irrelevant it doesn't matter and so trying to figure out how that all works you know how I'm supposed to show up as my authentic self and be me but at the same time not intimidate the white folks so that I can you know (laughs) so that I could can can attain certain things and and be able to to reach goals you know and have a good life right it's it's all just very complicated and and so I don't know. Um, I am just trying to work out, you know, really clearly define success for myself and then work towards that. Figure out how I can get as close to it as possible to the best of my ability. But also understanding that, you know, there are things that are just harder for someone like me to attain because I lack certain privileges, certain advantages. So anyway, um, it's just something to think about, you know, how are, how are we defining success? Is it all about the money? Is it all about gaining the things that, that, that white people gain in our society? Is that, are we measuring ourselves up against what white people say is success? Trying to be part of their institutions, gaining entry, having a seat at their table. Is that success? Um, we've got to figure that out. And I think that once we be, we become really clear on how success really is um, defined for us, for ourselves, you know, we can probably live better and have better lives. Um, so, yeah, um, my hope is is just that, you know, black women continue to be driven and ambitious and high achieving, but only to the extent that it fulfills you, that it makes you happy, that it gives you peace and it pours back into you the things that you are pouring into it, right? I I don't want black women to overwork themselves trying to please and impress others. I want them to fulfill their, their own desires because that's a part of success, right? Living out your own dreams not working hard to make somebody else's dreams come true. I just pray that whatever paths uh, black women choose, that it just, it gives them peace. That's all I have today. Um, I will hopefully be back in another week or two with some more, um, some more topics, ideas, thoughts, feelings, and all of that. But uh, thanks for listening. And I will check you later.